So, on Sunday, <coughs> uh, we left, we're in Genesis chapter 42, and we left off right around verse 11, uh, and just to kind of remind everybody where we're at here in Genesis 42, we have, uh, ultimately at this point in time, we've got uh, Joseph in Egypt, the Pharaoh had um, had had a couple of dreams and ended up, uh, you know, Joseph ended up interpreting these dreams for him, and the dreams were ultimately told them that they were going to have seven years of plenty and then seven years of famine, and that they were needing to store up uh, food for the seven years of famine, famine during these seven years of plenty, and we discussed on Sunday on how that there was a great amount of food that came in. They built storehouses, and that the grain that came in was just innumerable. Um, according to how you doing, Flo? Uh, according to chapter forty-one, and uh, and so this had happened, and we're now in the seven years of famine. <clears throat> and during the seven years of famine, we we also find that. <coughs> not only the uh, the land of Egypt was affected during this this time of famine, but also uh, surrounding countries around it, including the land of Canaan, which is why in verse in chapter forty two we have Jacob sending uh, ten of his sons, uh, all but Benjamin, ultimately down to Egypt to buy grain. When they get to Egypt, uh, somehow or another, they find themselves before Joseph, and Joseph uh, starts to 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 speak roughly to them, to uh, uh, push on them, and ultimately claim that they are spies uh, coming to uh, to seek out as what verse. 9 says, the nakedness of the land, and we talked about that uh, real quick on Sunday, and I'll give you all some time to, to respond on that if you want to, we, but basically, uh, from what I'd found out as far as this nakedness goes, and uh, anyone that has the NIV, I'm not 100%, I don't remember 100% on the other translations, <coughs> but I know the NIV Words it as in, you have come to see where our land is unprotected uh, in a um, uh, military standpoint, if you would, as far as you know, protecting the storehouses uh, <coughs> there in the spies aspect with this going along, basically saying that you're coming to see how you can attack us and take the food. But, um, but then in verse 10 it says, not verse 10, verse 11, we have the, uh, the brothers speaking back to Joseph, saying, no, but we are all of one man's sons. We are honest men. Your servants are not spies. And right as we were letting out, I know that there was a little overtime on that. I'd made mention as far as what I thought the, uh, why this would have been a good uh, response from the brothers here as far as them all being honest men 
and not spies because they were all one man's sons. Uh, and my response to that and my reasoning for that was because no one would send ten of their ten of his sons all to one land to spy out the country because if they were to get caught, then he would have, uh, uh, which I mean at this point in time, if Joseph didn't know about the family anyhow, they haven't said how many brothers there have been, but ultimately he would live, lose ten sons. So that was, his, that was their, their reasoning behind that. But yes, absolutely, absolutely. So the family would die out uh, due to him losing all the sons as well. But any thoughts or comments up to this point? Like I said, uh, we didn't have a whole lot of time to go in and, and for other comments and all as far as the this aspect, as far as the uh, nakedness of the land, um, the, the response from the sons or the brothers back to him, uh, responding as far as how that they were all one man's sons. Uh, anything up to this point, though, before we keep going, though? I just wanted to open it up just to make sure that somebody else can speak up about that. All right. Well, let's look at verses 12 through 14 then, and we'll keep going with this thought. It says, <clears throat> But he said to them, and that would be Joseph, by the way, but he said to them, No, but you have come to see the nakedness of the land. And they said to him, Your servants are twelve brothers, the sons of one man, in the land of Canaan. And in fact, the youngest is with our father today, and one is no more. But Joseph said to them, It is as I spoke to you, saying, You are spies. Um, all right, so... As he's sitting here questioning these brothers and, and tell, you know, making the mention that they're spies, and uh, on Sunday I'd made the mention, just kind of throwing this back out there, and like I said, you, you guys are more than welcome to disagree with me on this, but it could be that because, because of the amount of people that would be coming in to buy, the, buy grain from uh, the land of Egypt here, to buy grain from Joseph ultimately, uh, because he was in charge of all of this, that he could have had people that was under him that would actually sell grain to these people as well. And if there was a problem or they suspected something wrong with the people that were coming up to them uh, to buy grain, then they could send them to Joseph. Like I said, this is all perspective. It may not have been this case. I don't know for sure. I'd actually read across this, and, and I thought about it, and as I kept going through this and looking back at it, and yeah. I can see how this may be the case. So I thought I'd throw this out there to you. But anyhow, uh, so these people may have brought uh, these brothers, these ten brothers to Joseph and said, you know, and may have made the comment that these guys are spies, and that's why Joseph continued on with this aspect of being, being spies, not wanting them to go back to Pharaoh saying, oh, well, he's just letting these guys go that I feel like are spies. You know, you might want to check up on him, you know, because he's letting these guys go without, you know, providing that he doesn't speak up and say, oh, well, you know, these are my brothers. I know who these are. So ultimately here, as we come up to this point, though, he's ending this time period as far as them discussing, and he's telling them, says, no, you're all of, or, or, or spies. 
and, uh, and, and this is how it's going to be. But one thought that I had here when we're reading this, especially here in verse 13, when the brothers come back <coughs> and, and make mention, it says, you know, we are servants, or your servants are 12 brothers. And, you know, there's 10 of them standing there. And he says, and they say to him, one, our youngest, is still with our father today, and the other is no more. Keeping in mind that they are talking to Joseph, grant you, they did not know that they were talking to Joseph, but here we have Joseph listening to his brothers say, one is no more. And uh, it makes me, I, I, I pull that out, and I just wanted to think about that because it really you know, makes me wonder, you know, the whole time Joseph is over there, you know, makes you wonder, you know, well, did he ever think about, man, I wonder what my brothers ever thought of what, hap- what would happen to me, you know, and, and, and what have you. And here, here they are telling him that he's no more, you know. But anyhow, it just made me think about that and wonder how that hit him. Uh, starting in verse 15, it says, In this manner you shall be tested. By the life of Pharaoh, you shall not leave this place unless your youngest brother comes here. Comes here. Send one of you and let him bring your brother, and you shall be kept in prison that your words may be tested to see whether there is any truth in you or else by the life of Pharaoh you shall, you are sure, or surely you are spies. So he put them uh, all together in prison three days. <coughs> so here he's ultimately, uh, if you would, bringing the gavel down, uh, condemning them to be guilty uh, unless they were to send a brother out to get their youngest brother and to bring them back, to note and to basically prove to them that they are um, they are telling the truth. And as Jim had made mention on Sunday, ultimately here what we have is the, the uh, ultimate setup for them to want to bring Benjamin back with them, keeping in mind that Benjamin is his only uh, true brother uh, from his mother. You know, in between him and Benjamin were the only two sons from uh, from Rachel, so therefore, he was uh, he was he had desire to see his youngest brother, or to see his brother ultimately, and that is what we ultimately have set up here, and this is you know, one of the reasons why he's going down this road as well. But any thoughts or comments? So, absolutely, absolutely, and that could very well be. Uh, part of the reason of why he's doing this, you know, why he's not presenting himself as far as you know, who he is to his brothers, but yet wanting to prove to, wanted them to prove to him that Benjamin is still alive and well and in his father's care. Very good. Thank you. 18 says, <clears throat> Then Joseph said to them uh, the third day, Do this and live. For I fear God. If you are honest men, let one of your brothers be confined to your prison house. But you go and carry grain for the famine 
of your houses and bring your youngest brother to me so your words will be verified and you will not die. And they did so. <coughs> so after three days, he goes in and, and uh, to them and, and to begin with, he tells them, says, uh, that, that I fear God. You know, he, he, he wants them to know that he does you know, fear God, which we do have a record when he went to, uh, when he stood before Pharaoh, that he told Pharaoh that, uh, that it was God that was going to be interpreting the dream. So, I mean, we, we know for a fact that, that Joseph didn't just uh, lose his hope on God while he was over in Egypt. And we saw that and have pointed that out many times up to this point. But as he's been in this position either, he still has not lost his, his, uh, his fear of God either, though, his, his desire to want to please God. Um, but the, the aspect here as far as do this and live, what do you think he's, he's referencing here when he says do this and live? Right, and in, in a way he is, but they don't really know that that's what's happening at this, not at this time, right. Oh, absolutely, absolutely, because it says, it even says earlier that he remembered that dream. Very good, yes. Anything else? All right, well, I had pretty much two, two thoughts here. One is, is that uh, because of what he continues to say in verse 19, as far as the grain for his house, you know, to carry back grain for it, for their house um, so that they may be able to have the, the substance to keep living, to, to be able to continue to live is because of the food that they need to carry back to their households. Uh, so do this and live could be from them. You're, you need to take food back so y'all can keep living, your, your whole family and everything. But it also could have this other aspect that I was thinking about as well that could be do this and live because you're in prison condemned as spies. What do you think they did to spies at this point in time in prison? They would kill them. You know, so in a sense, he's going to them and says, all right, do this and live. You know, those are the two kind of thoughts that I had. I mean, you know, you can take with it however you want to go on that. Another uh, uh, thing that I find interesting here is you know, when you look back in verse in verse 16, it says, send one of you and let him bring your brother <coughs> to where when we look down uh, in verse uh, 19, thank you. Uh, <laughs> but so ultimately he changes from one of you leaving to one of you staying. Um, which, going back to what I was saying as far as, you know, a possible crowd in the, in the impromptu trial, if you would, as far as them being spies, uh, could be that this is what he was sentencing for them. You know, well, one of you are going to go back and get your brother and bring it back so this can be tested. Um, but could be that once the, after three days, the crowds have, you know, dissipated, you know, nobody's really watching to see what he does with these guys, what have you. And he goes to him and says, one of you just stay. And if, if he does that, and I mean, if he's going to change it, why even keep one of them in prison? Yep. 
And, and I feel that what you were getting at, you know, wanted to make sure they came back, wanted to make sure they brought Benjamin back on top of that. You know, and don't, don't just come back here and, and think you're going to get more grain again. I want you to bring your brother. Uh, but I, I truly believe that's the reason why he put left one of them in there. All right. <clears throat> Starting in verse 21, it says, oh, oh, I'm sorry. I wanted to make comment on this, and, and they did so as well. Yeah, it doesn't really say anything about what the brothers uh, um, said back to him on this. And the best that I could figure out on, on this aspect of, and they did so, you know, because he says, you know, and you bring, you know, one of you, one of you stays and, you know, and the rest of you take this grain back. And then you come, you know, you bring your youngest bro- brother back to me so that I can verify that all these things are true and I'll let the other brother out ultimately at that time. And uh, <clears throat> and this aspect, of, and they did so, it makes you think that they just kind of looked at him and somehow or another nodded their head yes or responded some way as saying, okay, we agree with this. You know, we agree to your terms here as far as do this and live. <laughs> you know, this is an agreement aspect here. But thought I'd throw that out there to you. So picking up in verse 21, it says, <clears throat> And they said to one another, We are truly guilty concerning our brother, for we saw the anguish of his soul when he pleaded with us, and would not, and we would not hear Therefore, this distress has come upon us. And Reuben answered them, saying, Did I not speak to you, saying, Do not sin against the boy? And you would not listen. Therefore, behold, his blood is now required of us. But they did not know that Joseph understood them, for he spoke to them through an interpreter. All right. So to begin with, I'm going to start at this last, this verse 23 here, as far as him speaking to them in an interpreter. As what we've made mention of many times as far as the brothers not recognizing Joseph, this is just a whole other reason on why the brothers aren't recognizing him, not to mention the fact that he's most likely shaved completely as far as his hair and his beard and everything else because when he came up out of prison before he went to go see Pharaoh, you know, he was shaved, and this was, from my understanding, uh, common in the Egyptian culture as far as them shave themselves like this, is so with him being in that position, even though it's been over seven years since he come out of prison, he probably most likely kept it all shaved as well. But not only that, but he continued to speak the Egyptian language and not, uh, uh, and when he spoke to them, he did not speak to them in their language, but yet used an interpreter. Um, so that being said... <coughs> We find two other things out here, and rather than me just kind of repeating them to you, what do you think, we, what other two things do we find out here in this passage? Absolutely. So we see some sorrow from the brothers, um, and, and that is the case, and we do see that in this, but that, that really wasn't one of the things that I was looking for here. <laughs> it, it's more so of what is being said in the passage um, one of which, I'll just go ahead and tell you one of them. It says um, in verse 21, 
uh, we are truly guilty concerning our brother, for we saw the anguish of his soul when he pleaded with us, and we would not hear. This is talking about back when they sold him to the Midianite traders. He pleaded with them, and they would not hear. You know, we don't find anywhere else about Joseph pleading with his brothers during the time period of him being sold to these Midianite traders. Um, but here we see it, and, and they're talking about, you know, <laughs> it reminds me of Joseph and how he pleaded with us at that time period. So it, we see how Joseph would have pleaded with his brothers when they were selling him to, into slavery. But we also see something that Joseph might not have known about until this time. He may have, but he might not have known about this until he heard his brothers talking. Absolutely, absolutely. If, if for nothing else, we know at least at this point in time, Joseph knows that Reuben tried to keep him from doing this. Absolutely, and that, and that was another aspect. Now, I mean, it could be that he might have known that to begin with because when we go back and look at the time period of when he was sold, uh, we find that apparently Reuben wasn't with them when they sold him into slavery because he had come back and was angry later on because he couldn't find him because the last he knew that they were he was in a pit. But ultimately, we find that Joseph may have just learned that Reuben had tried to save him from this. Any other thoughts or comments? Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the sorrow that these brothers would have had at this time shows that they were have been carrying this for this whole time as well. Anything else? All right, well, let's pick up in verse 24. 24 and 25 says, and he, turned, and he turned himself away from them and wept. Then he returned to them again and talked with them. And he took Simeon from them and bound him before their eyes. Then Joseph gave a command, and then Joseph gave a command to fill their sacks with grain to restore every man's money to his sack and to give them provisions for the journey. Thus he did for them. All right. So apparently hearing all of this really got Joseph uh, fairly emotional. He heard what the brothers were saying. That's what we were just talking about. Uh, it could be that he just heard, you know, he was hearing the sorrow that was coming from these brothers. He heard about Reuben on how that he had you know, tried to keep them from doing this to him. And so listening to his brothers talk like this you know, made him very emotional, and he stepped away and wept. And uh, upon coming back, it says that, you know, he talked to talk with them. Now, I have no earthly idea what kind of conversation that might have been. But I would have to imagine over that conversation, it must have been some kind of discussion. Maybe 
it was, okay, who's it going to be? Who's staying? <laughs> um, whether they had, had all voted on Simeon or Joseph just took Simeon, we don't know. Uh, I don't know if this was something that was agreed upon or if this was just something that he did. And if it was something that he just did, it very well could be um, this aspect because Simeon is the second oldest. And after learning about Reuben trying to save him, makes me believe that that's the reason why he took Simeon and not Reuben as being the oldest. So. Um, but then we find uh, Joseph wanting them to return the money back to their sacks for the journeys. So they, he provided um, uh, uh, provisions for them for their journey back. <coughs> but um, a little question that I have here for you, and to be completely honest, until I was really going over this for this class and reading different things, I never really thought too much about it. But it talks about filling their sacks, you know, with grain and restoring the money to each man's, you know, to his sack. How many sacks do you think they might have had? I mean, there's 10 brothers there. Do you think there was just 10 sacks? How many sacks do you think they might have had? I mean, I don't really have a way to, to verify anything on this. In my head, I always just envision 10 sacks. You know, 10 brothers, each brother had a sack. I don't know. Maybe that was the case. But when I was reading up on this and, and the thoughts of other people's and people in law, it made you think, makes you think that they most likely had more than just one sack a person. And the reason why is because of the amount of people they're going back to feed. And as we'll see in a little bit, and they're not only feeding themselves with this, but also animals they're, they're feeding. Because we'll see uh, when one of the brothers, uh, in verse 27, I think it is, stops to give, uh, give his donkey feed, uh, you're, he's, they're feeding uh, uh, the donkey with it, if nothing else. Uh, either that or they brought their own food, but it was when they, it was while he was feeding this donkey is when he found, saw his money sack uh, within, or his money within that sack. And it could just be that the reason why he was the only one that found the money in his sack is because they might have all had multiple sacks, and it wasn't until they got back home that the rest of them found their monies because they just so happened to pick up another sack that didn't have the money in it. It was just a little side note thought. I, but we are out of time, though, so we'll have to pick this up on Sunday. <laughs>